Has dry January been a boon for the cannabis industry? Bloomberg reporter Red Brown looked into this and is joining us on Drive Time. Red, good to talk to you. So did people who gave up alcohol for the month turn to pot, some of them? Uh, it seems to be the case that some people have been uh, taking the, uh, the the drinking break um, as an opportunity. Maybe uh, try some some other substances is, is kind of what we've uh, been able to tease out here in some of the data. Yeah, what are some of the numbers? What do they tell you? So what we saw, at least from a booze perspective, is that um, around from from the last week of December to the first week of January, sales for um, some of the bigger liquor distributors dropped by around 50%. Um, and that was the biggest that we've seen in our data set um, back at least uh, the last five years. And then when we speak to some of the cannabis companies, what they're seeing is um, they're hearing a lot more people coming into their dispensaries and kind of saying, you know what, I'm, I'm not drinking this month. So, um, yeah, might as well try uh, cannabis a little bit more than I usually do. Or maybe it's even the first time as well. Hmm. Have some cannabis sellers been marketing to people who are observing dry January, trying to lure them in? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so one of the companies we spoke to is, is Cure Leaf. Um, it's actually the biggest uh, cannabis cannabis company by by market value. Um, and if you go to their their website, right at the, across the the top of the page, you'll see a big banner that says, um, you know, if you're if you're doing dry can't dry January, if you're kind of white knuckling it through, why don't you do it with us? And then maybe that'll make things a little bit easier. I know you spoke to some in the liquor industry. Are they a little nervous about this trend? So I, I actually never got the chance to speak with anybody in the, the liquor industry directly. Um, one of the um, people in the at, at Tilray actually had some um, experience in the in the, the spirits industry, um, and he says, you know, this has kind of been been building. I guess um, that they've they've been seeing this, especially among younger drinkers, uh, an increasing um, interest in, in in cannabis, just due to a lot of the health. Um, uh, the the relative kind of health health benefits, if you will, of of not drinking, um, and then still wanting to kind of have a, a social lubricant, if you will, and then weed seems to be um, a great substitute for a lot of these people. Um, they 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 say that it kind of has all of the um, the same benefits for alcohol um, without a lot of the drawbacks, and and. Uh, uh, people in the in the industry are also kind of pointing out that um, as um, legalization spreads and they're able to do more and more research into different strains of cannabis and different delivery methods that, um, you know, they'll be able to even more, more, more closely simulate a lot of these uh, kind of effects that people enjoy about drinking. So it's a new generation, isn't it, Red? I mean, uh, not to speak for you, but I know, you know, when I was younger, going out and drinking was the thing to do. Right now, it seems like this generation is much more in tune with the health problems that might come with that. Yeah. Um, you know, just to kind of put a, a solid number on it, within the last less than 10 years, you know, around 60% of people aged 18 to 25 had responded to a survey saying, or uh, 60% of those people had responded to a survey saying they had a drink in the last uh, month. And now that number is down to 50%. So this is really a generational shift um, away from, from alcohol. And a lot of that is due to just a, a, an increased interest in health um, with what the people are putting into their bodies. And what are the cannabis sales numbers? They're clearly higher? Yeah, so if we look at just cannabis, uh, some of the bigger cannabis companies um, in the reporting in the next couple of weeks, they are expected to grow their sales around 4% for the fourth quarter, and then that's supposed to, supposed to accelerate into the first quarter um, by around a little over 6%. So that'll be the quarter that includes uh, dry January as well. Um, that'll be the most 
in about a little over a year. So um, we're starting to kind of see that effect of, of an increase in interest. Also, um, if you look at some of the statewide data, um, it seems like pretty consistently in the states that have legalized recreational cannabis, um, they see a higher sales year over year in January as opposed to the rest of the year. Hmm. Well, I know we've been following the story about the uh, the growth of non-alcoholic drinks. It seems like a lot of uh, beverage makers are getting into that trend. Yeah, absolutely. And, and one one um, person I spoke with was Marcus Siki. He's the co-founder of Ritual Zero Proof. And this is going to sound a little bit um, like an oxymoron, but they make a an alcohol-free spirit. Um, and he told me that um, their their brand, which is only a few years old, is now selling three bottles per minute, and that's double of what they were doing last year. Um, and it just kind of speaks to the increased interest from bars, from drinkers across the kind of spectrum of of um, taking a break from alcohol and having these different alternatives as an option. Um, and just and also Diageo um, made an investment in that company just just four years ago. I think you know that's the biggest liquor brand in the in the world and now they're getting into like non-liquor um alternatives as well i think kind of speaks to this whole theme of of where the market is going yeah it's a whole new world red good to talk to you thanks for joining us thanks for having me red brown a reporter at bloomberg